0: Guys, welcome to the first edition of this wonderful season number nine upper intermediate business English there are going to be a number of things that are going to be going on again if anyone is interested in coming on and doing some special activities with yes the one and only Arsenio make sure you follow me on my Arsenio ZSL podcast uh, Instagram or my Facebook page and say hey I'm interested in doing some you know, some cool business speaking activities, whether it's just me and you or whether it's with a group of people. Can I put my name in? Can you keep me informed? I would be more than happy, okay, to do that for you. So with that being said, today is about business or pleasure. Now, I want to first ask you, do you ever do business with friends? Do you ever do business with friends? In your country, is it feasible to do business with friends. I ask you to say this, it's very difficult to do business with friends, okay? And so I'm gonna give you a very quick story before we dive into a couple of profiles. And one of the biggest stories was back in 2016, I knew a girl and I believe she was lying about her nationality. I forgot her name, but she did not look Thai. she looked Burmese. Now, of course, there are Thai Burmese, there are the Sikh people, a minority group of from India that has, they're basically Thai because they were born here. And there are lots of minority groups around Thailand. If you go down to the south near the Sadao border, you have a lot of ethnic uh, Malays and stuff like that. And then if you go to the northeast, you have Vietnamese because they congregated here uh, just shortly after the Vietnam War or, or you know, during that time, uh, along with the Lao people. you go to may you have cambodians you have the khmer and then over there you have uh uh, on the west side you have the burmese and now the burmese obviously they're everywhere because that's the labor force right that makes 33 of the economy here in thailand and so nonetheless i say that to say this she i realized i was like you know what back in 2016 i was so ambitious I was like, man, I want to start a health business. I want to start this. I want to start that. There are so many of them now. And you got to have a ridiculous amount of money to start it up. You know, now remember there weren't grab Helen apps. That would be very, very easy now, because obviously we could just start something on an application called Robinhood. We could submit it to, obviously, I forgot what it's called. And then we could have our business approved and people can, you know, start ordering from us. We don't have to have you know health box which was massively massive back uh what back in 2018 prana which is a vegan eating food uh nutri chef i don't know if they've shut down yet a lot of them have hung up the gloves especially amid the covid pandemic which is pretty much over now um but at that time we didn't have much so we just created things we are trying and you know instagram the hashtags were amazing back then but she always made me think like is she legit? And the reason I say that is because there was one time she called me in the morning and she was distraught. She didn't have money to eat breakfast. We're talking three to $4. And me, I said to myself, Jesus, if she doesn't have three to $4, there's no way, absolutely no way that we're going to be able to do business. I started scratching the back part of my you know, my head and started, you know, she's very head scratching, telling myself, that something's wrong. And I feel like something is going to culminate and that's going to be the end of the friendship. Sure enough, it did. She went very silent. I think she did repay me that three to four dollars. But I remember I got a message. I can't remember when it was. I know it was in 2016, but she said, Arsenio, dot, 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 dot. And I said, here it comes. Here goes the asking of a ridiculous amount of money. Sure enough, she did. And she said, okay, I'll pay you by December, which was like six months later. And I'm like, number one, I'm not an ATM. Number two, hell no, okay? I know ties are very uh, courteous to others, to their friends, to their family members. And to be honest with you, even in America, even with my brother, I remember my brother, he wanted $5 17 years ago when I was 17 years old. He wanted $5 to buy marijuana. So I said, no, this is my money. And I'm not going to give you money for you to fuel your addiction to that garbage. We got in a big fight. And apparently I was the selfish one because I didn't give him money to buy marijuana. Oh man. I'm a terrible person. Aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. Uh, obviously I completely destroyed that relationship a very long time ago. Never spoke to him again. Um, but nonetheless, going back to here in Thailand, they do have a tendency of giving their friends a lot of money. And e- even if it's not business, they have a tendency of giving their friends a lot of money. And this is one of the big issues uh, because they never get that money back. They never get it back. I remember I had a friend, they, I forgot she was working at the airport for AOT. No, for King Power. And she's like, oh, you know what? I let my friend borrow some money. I said, how much? 600,000 baht. Guys, that's $20,000. Listen, there aren't that many Americans. There are probably only like th- 3% of Americans have that much money saved up right now. Okay. I would have to say probably 1% of the world population has that money saved up right now. And so for her to just give money like that, I'm like, boy, you got a beautiful heart. It'd be hard for me to give them up. It'd be hard for me to give somebody $20, let alone $20,000. Are you crazy? And so do I go into business with friends? No. Am I an ATM? No. If people ask me for money, Do I lend them? Well, if they ask me for $5, they're having a significant cash flow problem, and there is a bigger problem in their life. They need income. They need a job. And if they're not willing to do that, if they're not willing to show me that, hey, are you searching for a job right now? I cannot help you. I cannot help you. And so with that being said, do I ever get into business with friends? No. Okay. And now, How important, this is another question for you. How important do you think it is to actually like the people you do business with? I think this means all the business, uh, all, I think this is the biggest difference maker. My intuition is so solid because of personal development. And to be honest with you, what ended up happening, especially throughout my life, I realized that I know within one minute, if this person is good or not, I know within one minute, if I know this conversation is going North or South. I know within one minute, if I want to pursue even speaking to this individual ever again. And sometimes if you have someone who has a lot of money, they could be very demanding. And then if you don't end up, if you end up not liking them, what's going to happen? See, doing business is, you know, someone hiring me as a trainer, which they did at the, what is it, the end of November last year. This was through a mutual friend who I still speak to today. And she used to take business English classes with me. Her aunt was interested in learning. The next thing you know, her aunt's cousin ended up jumping onto a call back in July and said, Hey, we are looking for a trainer to teach, you know, our company. Da, 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 da. I said, Oh, hell yeah. It took like three months for her to respond. She finally responded three months later, and there it was. She was there. And we ended up signing that contract. Now the thing is, it was a 120-hour contract. Me, I should have said, you know what, we should do 40 hours just to see how it goes. But me at the time, I was like, okay, 120 hours, let's do this. (laughs) However, because things in the, uh, the relationship had fallen apart just two months later, the last 50 hours was very unwelcoming for me. I was going to a place where I didn't like anyone who I had spoken to in the three previous months. They didn't speak to me anymore. They stopped speaking to me in the last week of January and never spoke to them again. And to be honest with you, to go to a business, to know that someone had originally hired you as a trainer and they had that, I am 16, I'm angry at my dad syndrome BS. It goes to show you that, oh man, I am a little bit hesitant in regards to obviously, you know, dealing with people on a very personal perspective. You know, my other half, she was like, Arsenio, see, this is what happened. You went, you went from professional to personal when you went to that New Year's party. However, I know how important that was in developing relationships. Nothing really came out of it, but it was a great turning point in developing the relationship. But then it was hard for you to go back from personal to being strictly professional because of a, uh, of a what is it, miscommunication on their end. And so business or pleasure? Are you going to go professional? Are you going to go to personal or not? I do believe that it is very important to obviously like the person you're in business with, 1,000% one, 1, or you're doing business with, whether it's a partner or this or that, a client, you name it. Because no one wants to get on a call with someone who they just really don't like and they have to sit in front of. I mean, what, what's, what's the beauty in that? Like, we got one life. And here I am sitting in front of someone who I just do not like. That's something for you to consider. Now, here we go. There are two business articles here. I want you to think about it. Is the point they are making equally valid in your country? So I'm going to read this out right here. A study at the Stanford University School of Business tracked MBAs 10 years after they graduated. The result? Great point averages had no bearing on their success, but their ability to converse with others did. Being able to connect with others through small talk can lead to big things. Now, is that valid in your country? I don't know. I know obviously on the continent of Asia, great point averages everything. Thailand, you know, what university did you go to? Rashapat or Chula? Chula the big one. Rashapod is just like, eh, you're not very good, and they compu- they put you into a box. They label you, saying, "Oh, you only went to this university." In America, it's like, okay, you went to Stanford, you went to ASU, you went to University of Texas, Harvard. I look at it as all the same, but other people and academics, quote unquote, they don't. But I could tell you right now, nobody gives a shit about your grade point average after you graduate. Nobody gives a damn when you come to the job interview and you're introverted and you say but but, uh, I I got straight A's at at Harvard. Well, but you can't even fucking speak. You have no confidence, brother. What what good is that going to do? What good is that A from six years ago going to do for you? Now, I'm not saying for everyone out there to just ditch your grades and say, fuck it. I'm just saying that theory versus practicality, it's everything right now. We know that, okay, you could, Learn math and be a very good, you know, be very good at math. That's just going to land you a math, and te- math teaching job. You can't be a mathematician. You don't get paid for being a mathematician. And this is one of the big issues right now, because we're living in an unbelievably changed environment. The disruption with technology is there, and people are making a significant amount of money through their phones, whether they have high grades or not. So I'm going to ask you again for all the nurses, the doctors, the lawyers. Absolutely, you need high grades. You do what you got to do. But I could tell you when it comes to me, do you think my very high grade in English 101, 102, English literature did very well for me? Okay, it did well for me then, but does it have any relations in regards to the TOEFL and how I teach my students today? No. Am I going to say yes, but I'm sorry, but I got an A in this? No, no, it's not going to make one goddamn difference. There was a girl. Uh, And this was probably about two years ago. This guy was interested in doing some TOEFL classes with me. He's from Palestine. And the girl, uh, his wife apparently got on a call with him and then she's like, oh, okay, so where'd you graduate? This, that, this, that. She was asking questions and I'm like, okay. Okay. That's what Americans do though. That's what Americans do. They ask a lot of questions about where you graduate because somehow that makes all the difference in the world in terms of doing a one minute speaking fucking question for TOEFL IBT. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it does. Maybe it doesn't. But at the same time, I'm like, going forward, is this particular student going to be a handful because of that? Yes. So even if he were to pay or anything, or would I go through and accept his money? No. Why? Because you're going to bring me a lot of unhappiness. Again, i got to be able to like you, but the problem is I don't like your other half. And remember, this was at the very, very beginning stages of my TOEFL IDT, uh, probably in the second, third quarter, as a matter of fact. Uh, well, maybe, Man, this could have been much earlier. It started happening in 2019, as a matter of fact. But When they came to me and they started, you know, I had these different people and they were just asking for validation and this and that. I'm like, uh, no. So keep that in mind. Number two, when Jack Welsh gave a guest lecture at MIT's Sloan School of Management in 2005, someone in the crowd asked, what should we be learning in business school? Welsh reply is just concentrate on networking. Everything else you need to know, you can learn on the job. Mm. There it is concentrate on networking. See, business school is so funny. Think about it. If I go to business school at Harvard, how are you going to teach me about running a restaurant business? What figures could you possibly give me? And to be honest with you, professor, yes, the professor in the MBA program at Harvard, do you have a business? And I hate to say this, but going back to Robert Kiyosaki, he stood up one day and he asked his accountant teacher, are you an accountant? He's like, oh, but I've been teaching accounting for 10 to 15 years. But are you an accountant? No. Robert Kiyosaki, however, I do disagree with him, he said, you're a fake teacher. Now, he's saying a fake teacher because you are an accountant. You are not an accountant. But if you were someone who actually did a startup on a Grab Helen app and you ended up having profound success because you ended up figuring out your niche market and your marketing campaigns and then you end up teaching in Harvard, that is probably far more profound than whatever academic was able to get that job. And I'm just being serious because none of those people in there, all you're doing is just talking about theory. Nothing is practical. So I'm just trying to keep it in perspective. Now, how good are you at small talk? And are you comfortable talking to strangers? Now, a lot of things had happened. I actually put a stop on uh, my membership in terms of working out. And this was because I just like, I just didn't really like being around so many folks. And it's not because obviously I'm not an introvert, but I just want to be around. I, I don't know. It just felt like at a certain point, I'm just like, why am I going here? Can't I just work out and save time and do this at home? What do I really like about this? It's the fact that it's like, okay, 50 seconds, 50 seconds rest, 50 seconds, 50 second rest. If I could develop that discipline for my home, I'll never go back to a gym. But to be honest with you, I am very comfortable talking to strangers, but the uncomfortable portion of that, that would happen at the gym was me literally having to talk to strangers who I really didn't like, or being around strangers who were just so high society, like they're wearing their spandex, they're showing their back, their stomach, they're taking photos. They're just trying to attract all the attention in the world. I just don't like being around that. I just don't. Now, if obviously we're at a resort and people are taking photos, do what you're doing. But if we're in a small gym and you're just trying to attract all the attention to you so people can either take photos of you or take photos of you doing some bullshit poses, Jesus. And so I talk, I'm very selective with who I talk to now. If I were to travel to America, I probably wouldn't speak to a soul. If I were to travel to, oh my God, If I were to go to another country, I don't know where, but you know, I probably would speak to people. But again, you gotta be in a specific area. Now check this out. I attract, I'm a firm believer that I do attract the people with the same energy. Okay. And that's because my level of consciousness. So I'm over here at the resort in Phuket and this guy, I had seen him before. I saw him in the gym. We nodded at each other. I said, oh, he's a cool guy. I didn't know where he was from. But I heard him speaking both English and another language to his son. He came over to my side of the pool. He was showing his son one of the chameleons that was actually on the lounge chair. And next thing you know, I said, hey, man, where are you from? So I'm from the Netherlands. I worked in Russia. I did this. I did that. A 30-minute conversation ensued. This guy's energy was just like mine. His ambition was just like mine. His world outlook was just like mine. I attract to myself. The good individuals that I can bond with. I would never pursue a conversation with a stranger who's not on that same level. I will attract my, the, the energy will bring together the right folks. I don't have to force talking to anyone. And so while I'm at that gym and you got these girls, you know, like, Ooh, yeah, I'm sexy. Yeah. Ooh, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, it goes to show you that, Hey, you know, um, I don't, you're not my niche market. I'm not going to pursue speaking to you. I'm not going to say hello to you. There was a girl in the gym that I had spoken to two years ago. I'm like, you're past people, no offense. You know, it's just small talking. You know, on the first day I saw her, probably about two months ago, I can't remember, three months ago, four months ago, I don't know. Um, you know, she stood there and I was like, oh my God, I totally blocked this girl. I blocked the shit out of her. I blocked her because she was just so fake. And I did this back in April of 2020 at the dawn of the first COVID. And here she is telling me about everything. And I'm like, oh, well, you know what? Fantastic. You know, I'm so happy for you. Da, 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 da. And she t- told me about her travels to America, this, that, this, that. Cool. 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 Next, you know, I saw the next day, energy totally changed. Did I say anything to her? Nope. I gave her a nice little fist butt at the very end. And then that was it. I mean, I know that I will attract to me the same energy folks. And this is probably why, you know, being out here in Thailand, I do not attract much individuals at all because no one matches my energy. No one matches my consciousness level. And I don't force relationships. So when it comes to business, sure. If someone wants to speak to me and I ended up speaking to this guy about the world economy out there at the Phuket resort, it was an amazing thing. See, we're on the same wavelengths, but other people you're going to know, you're going to feel, you should have an intuition that says, I'm not going to approach this person because I don't feel so good about this person. I don't feel so good about this interaction. So let me deviate away from this. And so with that being said, making connections, yes, but also being very, very good at how you can do that. And so we're going to be talking about that in regards to corporate entertainment, Listening to a couple of people, make your conversations and a few other things in the next ensuing podcast. So people stay tuned for more. I'm your host as always over and out.